off like a knucklehead. Okay? Welcome back to the Chase Brewster Show. I am your host, Chase Brewster. Today I have a very, very special guest, one of the most exciting guests we've had so far, uh, in my opinion, uh, somebody who has changed not only select baseball and travel baseball, but baseball as a whole, someone who I know has encouraged and uh, changed the lives of many, many, many players that has played for him and in his program. It's someone who I you know, consider a mentor and, and I'm very thankful for our friendship. I know he... Uh, probably gets tired of me wearing him out about, uh, you know, just just some things in our mentorship conversations. But uh, we're excited to have none other than Kane's owner and 17U national coach, Jeff Petty, on the show today. How are you doing, Coach? Man, I'm doing great. And uh, you're never bothering me, by the way. I love, love talking to you all the time. And you're doing some great things and humbled to be on your show. Well, I, I appreciate that. I know you got a lot going on. You you got some new things, some really exciting things going on in Virginia, and I think you guys are, you know, either just started or, or starting to play. Um, so you got you got you're a man that's got many roles right now, many titles. Um, you know, kind of want to make sure I do you uh, the right service of um, you know letting you kind of introduce yourself with some of the titles you've got. Um, obviously, we know you from Canes and the. A lot of success you guys have had, but I know there's a lot of under hats you wear if you want to just kind of go through that real quick. Yeah, so right now, um, running Canes baseball uh, from day-to-day operation, you know, alongside with Dan Gitson. Uh, Dan's our general manager of Canes, and, you know, he's doing an outstanding job. I mean, I can't say enough good things about Dan and, and the job he does, and it's uh, really – Un- unbelievable. Um, but my brother is running the day-to-day operations of Dynamic Baseball. Um, that's our tournament business that we do. Um, so I have to still have to oversee that, but he's really done a great job the last couple of years um, taking that over. And then now we have an academy, uh, Pro 5 Virginia, where our players, um, we are based out of Fredericksburg, Virginia. And we have a facility that we needed to open up so our players had a place to train. That's called Focus uh, Performance Center. So I'm actually inside of Focus Performance Center right now. Um, Today is kind of where I'm at today. And our our team is down in Columbia, South Carolina playing. I'm the general manager of Pro 5 Virginia. Uh, I'm not the head coach. I, I do try to go out to practice every day here when we're in town and attend most of the home games. But I just didn't see where it was going to be feasible for me to coach that team. Uh, we got a really good young coach, Anthony Burke. He was uh, he actually played for me a long time ago um, at the high school level. He came through the Canes organization, uh, pitched at College of Charleston and UNC Pembroke and Chipola Junior College. And he actually was the recruiting coordinator at Chipola Junior College. And we he his family lives up here in Fredericksburg, so it was kind of a – Good transition. He's doing a great job. He's young, 25, 26 years old, but he's really good for the job. And, yeah, he's down there running that team, and he's doing a great job with everything that it entails. But, yeah, needless to say, you hit the nail on the head. There's there's a lot going on. There's a lot to uh, manage, so to speak. Well, you know, the good thing is a lot of those things that you touch, you know, normally turns to gold, so – um, you know, I know if, if he played for you and, and played at some of those programs like a Chipola and a, a College of Charleston, you know, he, he's probably uh, in line to have some success as well. So, um, you know, it's always weird to me being a guy in Texas and in Arkansas how, you know, just, just the landscape of, of some of the academy stuff out there in you guys' area and, and even on down to Florida is kind of becoming such a big deal. But there's a huge market for it, and, and I know some of those games are just uh, – you know, really incredible. You talk about the IMGs and the combats and the profiles 
um, P27. I mean, there's a lot of really, really good players playing at those kind of academies over there on that side of the country. Yes, it is. Uh, it's a gauntlet. I, you know, we're learning our lesson a little bit right now. Um, we are here in Virginia, and we have a contract with a pro park. It is turf, but the skin is dirt. And the new groundskeeper didn't really want us on the dirt until February 1. So we've been doing a lot of live at-bats inside and putting in a lot of our defense, team defense and stuff, taking ground balls in the outfield of that stadium and not being able to get outside and enter squad. Well, needless to say, you know, we did the best we could with that and get down to Florida and play A3 there in Tampa. Um, really talented group. And, you know, they've been around four or five years. We've been around six months. So they're just a tick ahead of us, you know, talent-wise. And they also been outside a month. Um, and that, that we got humbled down there, went one and three. And we're, we're getting beat right now in the third game, getting ready on the – getting ready to potentially get swept down in Columbia, but P27 just loaded and been around for years, and they do a great job down there. I think maybe next year we get on a bus and head to South Carolina for a week or something and practice and enter squad before we throw ourselves, throw our guys to the freaking wolves, you know. But, I, again, you know, it's it's a learning lesson and it's a learning curve for sure. Um, but it's, it is not high school baseball. I will tell you that. It is – you're talking about guys that are – you're basically playing college baseball, you know, before before you get to college. Well, speaking of high school baseball, you know, in this story – in this show, we love to tell the story of, of the uh, of, of the person getting interviewed. And, and speaking of high school, I mean, you're a really good player. Uh, I think it was Cortland High School maybe um, back in the day. I think maybe – Heard or saw somewhere, broke the RBI record for the school, won a state championship. I mean, really, really got after it as a prep player, and that took you into, uh, you know, kind of setting you up for what you wanted to do in college and, and kind of starting the Canes at a uh, at a young age. So take me kind of through that part of your life. Obviously, had a lot of success as a prep player. and uh, You know, take me through that, that 16 to, to 22 range of what Jeff Petty looked like back then. My Lord, dude, you are doing some digging to find that stuff, huh? Well, I'm pretty I'm good at my job. I appreciate I'm, that. I'm, in, I'm impressed. Yeah, so uh, well, I played at what I thought was a really good high school program here in Fredericksburg, Cortland High School. Played for a guy named Rick Holcomb, who I still have the utmost respect for. Uh, Rick Coach was a winner. I mean, he won, uh, I think, five state championships when he was the defensive coordinator of the football team in the 80s and 90s and stepped away and just did the baseball. He was doing both, but he won a title in 95, and then he won a title in 2000 when I was a senior. And it was – I was lucky enough to be on a team like – I think we had seven seniors starting my senior year when we won, and I think six of us played varsity as a freshman or something like that. And it was, playing baseball here was a really big deal in playing for that program. And back then there was no travel ball, right? It was legion in the summer and – it was lucky enough, yeah, it broke the RBI, school RBI record. I think it still stands today. And, and I, I think a lot of that's just because there was a, some really good players. The Virginia State player of the year was hitting in front of me. So he was on base all the time. But, um, yeah, I was a good, good high school player. But I, I often say, and I went to college and I was an average to below average player, to be quite honest. Maybe my freshman year, um, did see some action in probably 30 of the 50 games and got hurt and missed the last 10 or something like that. And then sophomore year tore my ACL, missed the whole season, and that affected my junior year. And it just never really got on track. And just my college career was just kind of a not what I was expecting it to be. But my college coach, who I'm still friends with today, and I learned a ton from Coach Paul O'Neill at UNC Pembroke, and he was one of the early ones that I talked to about doing this Canes thing. And he was super supportive, uh, actually let me use the field there on our first practice and team ever, used the dorms there at UNC Pembroke. But, um, yeah, I, I some of the, my fondest years were playing, um, growing up with those guys and winning a state championship with your childhood best friends. I mean, that was uh, – 
some of the fondest memories of my life, to be honest. So you bring that up and that's where my head goes, man. Well, it's, uh, you know, and I, and I think a little bit that not, I'm not a guy that, that, I mean, I still think high school baseball is important, but I think now it's, you get to see in live action, that's what a lot of these a- amateur players remember, you know, like playing with the Canes and winning a WWBA. I mean, their memories go straight to, you know, events in Jupiter and, and um, UBC moments and stuff like that. So um, I think what what you felt as a player is what I hope our six guys and your Kane guys feel, um, you know, when they look back on their young careers as well. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, the memories, the, you know, the, the rings and the trophies, it's not the memories that you can't get rid of those memories, man. They're there forever. Let me let me ask you this. So you get done playing, and I'm assuming 22-ish. Um, tell me what year that is and what year the Kings start. Tell me, like, when you graduated yeah. and when you guys first game, how much time is in between that? Yeah, so 22, graduate from college um, and get a PE degree. I, went, I moved home for the summer. Couldn't find a teaching job or coaching job. I was beating the bushes. Couldn't find anything. Um, and luckily, the, a week before school starts, the, the the high school back in Pembroke had a PE filling, and it was coaching football and baseball. And I went back down there after moving home. I then I'm backtracked back down to North Carolina and taught there for two years. But I. Um, Ran into a guy Thanksgiving break of my first year teaching who was an old high school teammate. He's like three years older than me, and he was running AAU baseball out of Wide World of Sports. And he, you know, he's, I told him what I was up to. And he said, Man, you ought to put a team together and come down here and play in AAU national championships. He's like, I'll waive your entry fee, give you a couple free hotel rooms. I thought that was a great deal at the time. So I'm off to the races, and one of my former college uh, teammates, Dan Barzo, he's a pitcher from Chicago, and then my best friend from high school, J.P. Hansen, who went to Virginia Tech, he could have played baseball. He could have played college baseball, but he chose to do the big college thing and go to Virginia yeah, Tech. Yeah. And anyways, the three of us did the first Canes team, and uh, it was just a 16-year-old group kids from North Carolina and Virginia. So a lot of the kids were first group of kids were just off my JV team. I was coaching down there in North Carolina mixed with some really talented players that I recruited from other areas. And we went down there and we, uh, hell we went 10 and 0 and lost in the championship game. And then everyone was like, well, what are we doing this fall? I thought it was a one-time thing. I didn't think it was going to be, and they all wanted to play in the fall. So we kept it going. Well, two years later, I'm at this point. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. So how'd you come up with that? Yeah. So me and Dan Barzo were sitting on the couch watching um, uh, the Miami Hurricanes playing and uh, we liked their uniforms. Seriously. That was it. We we liked their uniforms. We liked how on Friday they had black and orange and on Saturday they were green and orange and Sunday they had orange. We liked how you could do different things with the uniforms. And we liked that color scheme. And this was in 2005. So that's why we called them the Hurricanes. It was actually the Carolina Hurricanes was the first name of the team. Um, But we ended up changing it to the Canes. And we were green and orange until probably 2011 when we did the Evo Shield deal. And they're they're been. No, we're back now. So last thing I heard was you said, "Yeah, my fault." Someone was call- someone was calling. Yeah, yeah. Someone was I calling. You'll, I figured calling. you'll get a few calls. I put mine on Do Not Disturb, so we don't. You know, we don't. Oh, have is that, that will that will, will that help me? Yeah, you won't get any calls. If I do, do not. Yeah, yeah. All right, let me let me do that. Then. Um. Anyways. Yeah, I just we like their color options. Is that where yeah, we were? Yeah. At? So you said 2005. You're the you're the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, you go ten and zero. Yep. You get beat in the finals at, at uh, Worldwide Sports, and then you were. I mean, before I kind of got into figuring out some of the questions I had of the name originality, you 
you start going into the fall of 06 and, and your plan is what? Yeah, we're still the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, and we changed it to the Canes in seven, okay. 2007. It's just because Canes was something that was always on our jerseys, even from the onset. Gotcha. Like when we were the Carolina Hurricanes, it was Canes. Like we didn't put Hurricanes across our shirt. So it just, everything kind of went in that, uh, in that direction. So from, from that event, tell me um, how long you keep coaching when the Canes become a kind of a full-time gig and, and kind of blow up to what feels like a, 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 a million teams, I guess. And um, tell me kind of when the run starts. I mean, when those events start becoming more perfect game oriented and, um, you know, you're doing stuff like the Met Ball. I mean, things are really rolling for you guys as a program. Yeah, so 2007, we went to Atlanta for the first time. And no, it's all good. No problem. Yeah, I'm are good. you there? I'm trying to find Do Not Disturb. Where Just slide your uh, slide the top down. Where, Settings. Uh, like where it says, like where you would play a song or something or, you know, whatever. And it'll say, or like on the corner where oh, it's got right. like uh, airplane yes. mode and stuff. It's got like a little moon. I'll get, I'll yes. get my guy to edit all that. Do up. not disturb. I got it okay. right here. Do not disturb. All right. Um, yeah. So 2007, we, um, we went to Atlanta at the 18U World Woodbat is what we, we went as a 17 year old team, but, uh, we had a really good team, man. We were loaded. Uh, we had everyone on our team was division one player at that point because I had moved back to Virginia. And we were getting the guys from Virginia, Maryland, and North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So we were we were pretty loaded. We were pretty loaded up. Um, very good on the mound. Played East Cobb first game, got beat. But I mean, I'm talking like they had four or five first rounders on that team. Yeah, but and in, in not in 2009 we won our first PG. We, we won our we won the 16 year old World Web bat, and in 10 we won it again. We went back to back, and in 09. Yeah, and in nine, we were playing, and we went undefeated in pool. We were just at the 17U the week before the 16U, went undefeated in pool, loaded galore. Uh, I mean, I look back on that team. There's probably seven or eight big leaguers on that team. We play the ABD Bulldogs in the first round, get walked off on in the 10th. They end up going on to win the tournament. I mean, I'm not so sure we wouldn't have won 17s that year. So that's kind of when it started to be like, we're really getting – um the dudes become like the one year you you won you still you won a jupiter i believe or fort myers when you were black and yellow as well right somewhere in that run what do you mean green and orange orange. um yeah uh man we won jupiter for the first time in 13 with grant holmes and them and we were black and yellow it must have been a different yeah. Yeah. And we won we won some Atlantas and stuff and some different events for sure as green and orange. So you but, were, so by the time the Jupiter run got here, you had already transferred over to the Evo Show Canes at that point. When we were when we won Jupiter in thirteen, we were at Evo Shield Canes. Tell me how that deal kind of came together and, and uh you know, looking back, it's one of the best business deals on both sides, I assume from the outside looking in. Uh, from a brand standpoint and just from a, a, you, you guys always had the best gear and, and, you know, the kids had kind of the first whatever before everybody else had it. I mean, tell me how that kind of took place um, and, and just kind of uh, what, what that looked like. It was kind of the first one. We kind of tried to follow suit a little bit and copy you guys with three and two, and it's, it's been great for me. Um, you have since left Evo Shield and done some other successful things that we'll talk about later uniform branding wise, but take me through that. Cause at the time that was something completely new and unheard of. Yeah. So I remember it's probably 2011 be my guess. This is just totally guessing the year. Some of these years were yeah, together. Yeah. We're, we're in Jupiter and we're in the quarterfinals. It's like seven o'clock at night on Sunday. We're in a dog fight with Marucci elite. Okay. Which Kevin or Re- Chad Rayley runs? Yeah, that Chad Rayley. Yeah, back yeah. then. Yeah, back then, and um, they had just won Fort Myers the week before, 
And we're loaded, man. I mean, we got a good team. I mean, that everyone on our team is going to South Carolina or Clemson or – but we're regionally based. I mean, we're, we're Maryland down to South Carolina. That's what we are. I mean, our three-hole hitter is Max Schrock, who's committed to South Carolina, who who's within the big leagues last year. I mean, again, we're good. But – and that's that's kind of our lineup is like that. And we're running out guys. I mean, Jamie Callahan's on the mound. who He made it to the big leagues. And we get beat like three to one that night. And we scored our one run in the seventh. Um, and the guy pitching was committed to UCLA. He's from California. First rounder. Never goes to UCLA. Half their lineup was draft guys. His whole his whole team was just from all over yeah. the country. And I remember getting on the bus that night and looking at our at my pitching coach at the time, which is Jamie Evans, and I'm like, Jamie, like, we can't compete with that. Like they back then, Marucci was like a big deal, oh, yeah. and everyone was it was hot. Like everybody was swinging it, and it's like you call up the so and so from anywhere in the country, and it's like come play for Marucci Elite, and that was like going to play for the Yankees back in 2011. And here we are, we're Canes baseball. You know, it's which back then we were really good, but competing with them, it's like, and then. I was like, we got we to gotta latch on with somebody. And Evo Shield was coming up, up and coming back then. And I was really good friends with Hardy Jackson, who was the owner. And he reached out to me, and I flew to Atlanta, met with him. And that's the story. Like, it was like, let's tag ourselves with an up-and-coming brand in baseball and try to start reaching out to players nationally for this top team that we have. And we want to be very good at regionally where we are, but – when you start talking about winning Jupiter and winning Atlanta and competing at a national level, I want to be able to go get a player from other parts of the country. So we went to the area code game, started making relationships with players on that side of the country and changed and got in bed with Evo shield. That's the long and short of it. How, how, um, and how hard was it, it to change to black and yellow? Really? It wasn't. I mean, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. It, it at the time I didn't want to do it at all, but I did it. And looking back, it's fine. I mean, when Wilson when Wilson acquired Louisville Slugger and Evo Shield years ago and made us take Evo Shield off of our name, I didn't want to do that either. Mm. But I did it, and it, it hasn't hurt us a lick. Like in the in the New York Mets thing, I mean, we don't need the New York Mets thing. Sure. Yeah, and so, like, regarding the New York Mets deal, and this is just being in it 18 years, I don't – I think Evo – having Evo Shield might have helped us get our foot in the door in 2012 or whatever, getting players nationally. But looking back on it, I don't know that it did, Chase. I mean, it it was the work we put in, and the we we made contacts all over the country, not Evo Shield. And – and the job we do on the field and what we do with our players is what we do. Evo Shield has nothing to, had nothing to do with that in 11 or 12 other than, you know, it, they were a known brand. And then, like, with the New York Mets, you know, I'm gonna, a scouting consultant with the New York Mets. been going on 10 years now. I, I don't think I pick up the phone and get a player because we have the Mets scout team attached to the Canes. I personally just think it's cool for our players to put a big league uniform on sometimes. That for sure, I, I like that. I, I could take it, or it's not going to. If if that deal went away tomorrow, I still think we get the players that we want to get. But I I do like, and I, the New York Mets are class all the way, and uh, everyone in their front office, scouting department, everybody, but. Um, them being able to put on that uniform is, is, I think, is a cool thing. Well, you know, I think, um, you know, this, and this is an outsider looking in, the Evo Shield deal for y'all probably helped Evo Shield more because they had the best players in the world wearing Evo Shield every summer. Um, and going to yellow probably in hindsight ended up being great for you because it's kind of that iconic yellow now, um, which – Oddly enough, there's other programs that are really good programs that wear yellow, um, some in your area. 
Um, so it's kind of a weird deal. But um, how, how often do you have trouble deciding on if you want to wear Canes or Mets now? Like, if we you go have 50. a big game, do you intentionally no, we go, to wear Canes for the picture? No, we go 50-50. So it's just on a rotation. It's uh, Yeah, we never go back-to-back. So we play on Monday. It's in Canes. Tuesday we're in Mets and vice versa. So um, – that's the only, that's what we decided to do because I told the Mets I'm like you know we'll do it and we want to do it and for a lot of different reasons but we're going to keep our Canes identity and wear our Canes uniforms too. Oh, for sure, for sure. We actually like we're going to go all White Sox this summer. I didn't do any sticks, which was kind of heartbreaking for me um, as a guy that loves sticks more than anybody. But I felt like, hey, this stuff changes so fast. People get fired, you know, whatever. I didn't want to look up and be like, oh, well, we'll do, you know, we'll give us these two uniforms now. We'll wear those two next summer. I just thought, hey, this is the thing. We'll kind of make our run with it. And then whatever happens, um, you know, whatever. So I don't know that there's a lot of wrong answers as long as the kids love, you know, love who they play for. They'll, they'll play in some white T-shirts if they love the coaches, I think, sometimes. So, for sure. Um, uh, anyway, so you're kind of, you know, 11's going really good for you, 12 and 13. You're the man. Um, it's starting to hit that pinnacle of, of you guys are, I mean, I, and again, if you think they run together for you to an outsider, I mean, it's, they've won it every year for 10 years. Um, at some point Kane's American becomes a thing. Um, at some point I'm looking up and Hayden Travinsky and those guys are winning Jupiter, um, as Kane's American. So kind of take us through the process of that too, because as not on that scale really, but you know, as a guy who has more good players and he can fit on one team, it becomes a nightmare because they're all good players. A lot of good players don't play for Kane's national play for sticks national. So tell me how you kind of got the idea to kind of, uh, you know, kind of have a, have a second team full of national players, but, but you got to call them something different, which ended up being Kane's American. Yeah, no, it was just, it was just too many good players um, to put on one team. And Rob Younce really did a good job with when he was the Canes American head coach at the 17U level. Oh, man, it's probably probably six, seven years ago. Um, He really started getting players from all over the country for that team to go with the kids that are coming through our organization that are good players. And, yeah, I mean, you had to call something different. So, I mean, we just did national was National League. American was American League. It wasn't national like the nation it was national league american league that's really what it was and we've had i mean our national team is more of has been in in the past the a team a squad but that doesn't always hold true i mean there's players on the american team that are better than than on the national team but you just don't know that you want to move them over because then you're messing with the camaraderie on the american team so That's, sure. That happens every year. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – I guess it's a good problem to have to have. But you get a lot of kids are like, oh, I'm not on the national team. I'm out of here. And then, sure. they go play, then they go play for someone else's, quote, unquote, national team. And our American team would beat them 10 out of 10 times, you know. So you deal with that. But it, it's just – is what it is, you know. I mean, it's like you said, having a bunch of good players is not a, not a bad problem to have. Well, and then you got, and then the American team went in Jupiter the year. I mean, you know, it was uh, it, it kind of solidified the message Rob had been saying for so long. Hey, there isn't it isn't an A and a B team; it's two really good teams. And then to go out and win Jupiter, it's, uh, you know, American National prospects, blue, purple. It's impressive for anybody to do it when you're considered the second team. It's really impressive now. But well, actually, nothing our more, American there, team won Atlanta at the 17U, and our 16U team, our underclass mm-hmm. team, won Jupiter. So I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah, you're no, right. no, My it's bad. all right. But our American team did win Atlanta. I mean, 400 something teams, and we we won Atlanta with that team. So I mean, that, yeah, that I think that sends a message that team's pretty freaking good. There's nothing more embarrassing as an owner of another organization to think. Hey, we can't, you know, we can't, we 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 can't even get in the finals and and their second team, quote unquote, won it. So you know, it's a it's a good feeling, probably for Jeff Petty when something like that happens. Probably better for you as a business guy, really. I mean, I know Kane's National wants to win every day, but 
probably worked out. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't a bad thing for sure when they when they won. I was happy happy for those coaches and happy for those players for sure. It was good to see. Them. And, and, and I'll say this too: you're not. I was surprised one year. I, I don't know what year the the really really bad controversial. Maybe you got tossed. I mean, you guys were kind of getting the you know Canes are on top squeeze a little bit. Um, but like I would have thought as a, and I, I at this point I still considered you a friend. I would have just thought like, hey, when when National gets beat and Kane's roll into play, Jeff's all in the dugout. He's in charge. He owns it. But like, you still let those guys do their thing. You weren't. I don't even know if you were there. I mean, I didn't see you there. But you weren't well, on the field coaching Kane's American. I mean, I, no, I, was, I was there as an outsider. I, I thought. Yeah. No, you, I was you there. You weren't coaching actually, third, were you? God no. I, I I didn't go in the dugout. It yeah, yeah. My team. I um I was at the I was sitting in left field. At the top of the hill. That's even and, more uh, impressive that you were there and nobody knew it, in my opinion. Well, well I appreciate it. Coach takes a lot as a from administrator. From an administrator well, standpoint, Willoughby. it takes a lot to not jump in there. Yeah, no, I just didn't think it was my place. Uh you know, Tom Willoughby was the head coach of that team. Uh, Frankie Everett was uh doing the pitching and uh we we had a guy at the time, uh Zach Zemp was coaching third running offense. Um and I I stayed out. It wasn't my team um, to to go in there and do that. But I was there. I want. I wanted them to win. It was our organization. Oh, I no doubt. But 100%. but um, yeah. No, I just I never believed in that. Um, and then when my brother won the won Jupiter with his underclass team, I, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't. I didn't step in then either. And I, I don't believe in that for sure. What sign of a good leader, right there. So. Kind of want to, you know, as we move past this part, kind of want to make sure, you know, I know they all run together probably, but, um, you know, I'd be a bad, bad host if I didn't ask you, hey, give me some of your favorite moments or, you know, I know you've had a couple of good teams that stick out more than maybe some others that were pretty good. Just just kind of, um, you know, your, your 60 seconds to just kind of take me some, through some of your favorite memories as, you know, since you've started this whole thing. Yeah. Um so many, so many memories, but uh, some that just jump right out. I remember in 13 or 14 of the first year we won Jupiter, we were playing the Orlando Scorpions and they had Brandon, uh, forget his name. He was a first rounder, uh, for top five pick. Yeah. Uh, but in the they, big uh, of the Rockets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I forget his last name. I'm having a brain for it, but they were loaded. They were the team to beat, you know. And uh, they were the, the Scorpions Met Scout team. We were playing them in Jupiter in a semifinal. And we've been going to Jupiter now eight years or so and just can't figure out a way to to get to the finals, um, let alone win the thing. And uh, we got beat in the semifinals the year before that by, uh, I believe it was Chet Lemon. And I remember pulling Grant Holmes out of the game. He was a first-rounder. And we got he we pulled him in the fifth, and we were down by by a run or two, and it's, it just didn't the the flow of the game was they're gonna they're gonna beat us. I mean they brought in another guy up to ninety five in the sixth, and we're down two, and, and lo and behold, in the top of the seventh, uh, we get a, a base runner, and then they walk a guy. And there's two, I believe there's two outs. We work at the two outs and there's bases loaded. And we got a kid that plays it's our nine hitter, Taylor Lane. And he hits a ball. It's like one of those no man land pop-ups in right field down the line. But you don't know whether it's going to be foul. You don't, it's not going to be caught. You got the first baseman, second baseman, a right fielder, like they're all convulging in on this ball. And I'm in the left field or I'm in, I'm coaching third and it, the ball drops and it's fair and it rolls down in the corner, two run score. It's tied. We send the guy from first and he's, and it's a play at the plate. They relay it in and, and he's safe. We're up one run. So, I mean, it looks like the game's over. We're, we're done, whatever. And uh, we bring in our closer, uh, junior Harding, who played pitch to South Carolina, got drafted by the Reds. Um, he comes in three up, three down. I, I think he punched out two and got an infield fly. Like it was never they didn't they didn't have a competitive at bat. It was three up, three down, quick in the bottom of the seventh. And it was just almost like a miracle that 
we're going to go to the finals in Jupiter, finally. And um, anyways, we go ahead over there and we beat the Florida Burn and we win our first championship over there. And I remember feeling like we had just climbed Mount Everest. <laughs> you know, it was just like, it was, I just, I just, now never forget that feeling. Little did I know we, we win it the next two years, take a break and then win it again. So four out of the next five years. Um, and, and I, and, you know, we've lost in the finals. I mean, I lost in the finals this year and lost in the finals two years ago, three years ago to, to the burn. But, um, yeah, that was a, uh, that, that memory jumps out. For no, sure. I, I say this all the time, you know, there, and, and I, I mean this respectfully, there are some, um, there's some summer jobs that are better than a lot of, a lot of college jobs, you know, especially mid-major jobs. Um, you know, you just, a guy like Jeff Petty's got more resources. He's got more, um, creativity with, without administration holding them up, you know, holding over them or compliance. You've got, um, you know, more flexibility with, with travel and, and schedule and those things. So, um, when you think about what you've built with the Canes, that's one of the jobs I think, hey, that's one of the best jobs in the country. You can put pro ball in there. You can put collegiate baseball in there. You can put anything, banana ball. You can put anything you want in this in this bowl of best jobs in the country in baseball, and I think Canes are one of them. Um, I, I would hope you feel the same way. I don't know. But um, when you think about where you started on that couch at 22 to where it's at right now and all the you know the doors that have opened and just the memories that have been made and the weddings you've been to and the and the frame jerseys you've hung up um, that have, guys that have played with you just just kind of talk about uh, just the surrealness of of having one of the the jobs that that is almost impossible to get. I mean, a little luck probably involved, uh, big time you know vision and and just a lot of really good players and coaches along the way. But um, kind of talk about it as you look back from that moment of sitting on that couch and. To where you're at now, if you don't mind. Well, listening to you say it that way, um, I appreciate it for sure. Um, it's been a heck of a ride. I don't, I can't point to any reason as uh, how it's happened, other than just you know, I just I give a lot of credit to my parents and just instilling just treat treating people a certain way. And I'll always do that, no matter what, and try to be fair. Now, firm, you know, try to hold things at a standard. Like, you want things done a certain way. Like, I remember I remember being a kid and my dad saying, that's not right. Re do it again. You know, that's not right. There's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things, and we're going to do it right. And so holding that standard, but also being involved with just so many good people, and having the continuity of people like treating them well, and then they don't leave. Like I can look around. I'm, I've been, I'm around the same people I've been around for just years. I've coached with the same people for years. They, they don't go anywhere. And uh, I think we all know what boat, well, you know, what direction we're trying to uh, row the boat and how we want to do it. And we're not dipping below it for anyone. And the standards are standard and we're not going below it. You know, the, the bar is kind of set where it's set. And, we're not going under that. So it's, there's a lot of fortune, a lot of good fortune along the way. It's uh, very fortunate. And I also believe like it's God's will and just continues to bless this thing. And it's, uh, I'm just so humbled, you know, and the way you say that, I mean, anytime you can go to a wedding or hang a Jersey or, or, you know, just affect someone's life is a, is a good, is a good thing. I mean, that's the main thing, you know, and then because the standard is where it is, you know, when we get out on that field, we're trying to win baseball games. We're trying to, to be the best we could possibly be all of us. So then that just breeds, you know, success. That makes sense. Oh yeah. Well, and I'll get you. I got two more baseball questions, and then we, we finish every episode with the same five moments of truth. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a super fan of Jeff Petty, and I just think, um, you know, there's not many people I look up to in my profession. I'm not saying that like I don't um, – like I'm not – I don't think I'm hiring anybody. I'm definitely not. I just think we're all kind of chasing the same. And I'm a big visionary guy, you know, and 
love Jesse Cole just because he he's kind of had a vision and nobody's been able to stop him. And, you know, I think about stuff that you've done. And, and one of the reasons, you know, I am a fan of Jeff Petty is because when, when everybody said, um, hey, th- you know, the bus is this or all the uniforms are that or they don't play enough or, you know, just all these things. And, and I know you, I know you love to practice. I know you would play every day if you could. I know that, hey, the bus is a way to get players from point A to point B. So why not get the best, you know, transportation we can get? Um, I, I just think, man, what you've done for my profession and our sport and profession, um, I'm forever indebted to you. And I think anybody that's ever, you know, said negative things about you doesn't look at it like that. I mean, I've had an easier job because I've been able to copy you. I went to three and two and I said, hey, I want what the Kings have Evo shit. I went, when we met with the White Sox, I said, hey, I want to be, you know, like the Kings are with the Mets. And I, I think I would be a bad human to not say that and say it on air. Um, and I just, I'm super appreciative, man, for everything. You've set the standard in our business and just kind of want to give you a chance to talk about, you know, how hard it is to, to have a long-term vision and kind of what your vision is from 10 years from now, because um, nobody thought the Kings were going to be like this, just like nobody thought the sticks were going to be like this when we started eight years ago, um, two different trajectories, but it's hard to be any amount of successful. It's damn hard to, to win Jupiter multiple times. It's even harder to win it that next time. So kind of give me your, um, you know, kind of five to 10 year just vision from here and where you think, you know, the Canes are headed and travel baseball. And, and I know you're on the forefront of trying to make things better. Um, whatever you can tell me without giving away too many secrets. No, there's no secrets. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't look at things from the, the lens of in 2005, like where am I going to be in 2015? I didn't. And in 2013, I wasn't looking at, well, where am I going to be in 2023? And as I sit here in 2023, I can just go back and look at like what I want to do better. So like, it's like our team this summer, I brought on, I brought in an infield coordinator. Um, I, I feel like we do more with our infielders than most other travel teams, nothing against them, but like, Nine times out of ten, we're off-site. Our guys are getting ground balls during BP. They're getting to actually turn double plays with the guys that are going to do it in the game. And they're at least getting that before the game. And they're getting professionally stretched. And they're getting on-field beeps. And we have a plan. We have a good hitting coach. Um, so we've we've had all that. But I wanted to bring in an infield coordinator. So I brought in a guy that you know made it to AAA with the Rays. He's a great infield coach, and, you know, we're, that's also brought us to, well, now we're going to do a lot of individual defensive work with all our players. And, and using the excuse, so, well, well, well we, got, we got a game at 2 o'clock today. We don't want to wear these guys out. No, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna get out there way early, and we're going to have individual defensive work because – we're going to try to help these guys get better. And also when they get to the next level, this is a lot of what it's going to be. I mean, you start talking to guys, I didn't play professional baseball, but I sure as heck know a lot of guys that, that have and do. And, you know, you have a seven o'clock game, you're showing up to the park at noon. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you know, a lot of these guys are getting their indie work and things like that. And I just, I want to start taking it to that level um you know what does that do for the next five years in travel ball i don't know you know or other i've yet to see anybody else you know make you know make their team show up four hours early and and go through all the extensive things that that we do and i'm not trying to be above anyone else or anything like that i just i want to be organized in, in, in what we're doing um but I just want to continue to, to do things at a high level with that top team, but also our other teams. I just want to streamline the recruiting, you know, and, and just try to really identify what level we think those players are and help them in their recruiting process. Um, I think that we really owe them that. Yeah, but It all starts with the players. And when you're for the players, good things will happen. I promise you. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You're going to try to pickle out of this question, I got a feeling, but give me uh, give me the best player that you've ever had on the Canes. Mm. That's really tough. 
Um, I can tell you the best one I saw was damn. Sure, it, it go was ahead. Hard to beat. It was hard to beat Adele that that whatever year that was at Lake Point when y'all had the black yeah. on. Yeah, Adele's I mean, was the man. As special as they've love, ever been. Oh man, I love Jordan. I love Jordan. Um, you know what? We had a kid named Jake Cave in two thousand. Oh yeah. Nine, ten. He, twins. he could the reason I'd say he's the best player we've ever had. And I and you know, he's he got drafted by the Yankees and signed. He wasn't a first rounder or anything. He was committed to LSU or uh he made it to the big leagues as an outfielder with the twins. I was actually there. Uh his first at bat was a homer. His first big league at bat was a home run. Um he's in the he's on he's in the Phillies organization now. Um He'll be down there trying to crack their squad this year. He was probably the best player we ever had, Chase, because what people don't understand is he was 94, 95 on the, off, off the bump from the left side with a plus changeup and a damn 12 to 6 breaking ball, threw a ton of strikes, and then obviously was the left handed hitter. So he's like, it, having both of those. Mm. At our at our level, was just unheard of, you know, back then, and and now I look back up, you know, several years later, and we have all these first rounders and all these guys, and I still, I mean, if you're asking me who my best player was in high school, I'd say it was him, and then not to mention his mentality. It, it was a I'm I'm ready to punch somebody in the face mentality. Well, I'm a, every second he was out there. I'm a huge, huge, huge Yankees fan, so I, I know a little bit more about Jake Cave than maybe the maybe the uh, a non Canes alumni should. But very good player. There like you number, go. Number sixty, maybe. Um, you know, good good player. Um, hopefully there'll be another Canes coming up. The Yankees to you know maybe break through pretty soon. So, oh, um, Volpe. It'd be, it'd be a good day for the Canes to find a next another ten year shortstop. Be, be a good day for yeah, everybody. Yeah, I think I think I think Volpe's going to be be that guy. Hopefully, the Yankees crown him there, and if he doesn't do it with the Yankees, he's going to do it with somebody. A, a kid special for sure. We 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 ate dinner not, at Jupiter actually, and there were some big league guys there and, and whatever, and it was just a nice dinner at Tiger Woods' place. But one of the guys had been um, with, I guess he had been, I don't know, Double A AA or Triple A. Somehow he was down there with Volpe and. He just said he had no idea. You would never know his age. He goes, hey, he's, you, I can't tell you how old you think he was just talking to him and his approach and his work ethic. So um, he, he's got the gift. So um, give you these. These these are five off-the-top questions to end this thing, let you uh, get going what you got. I know you got a ton of things to do. Give me your, uh, on the five moments of truth, uh, moment number one, give me the best advice you've ever received and who gave it to you. Best advice that I've ever received. And that's a that is a you're putting me on the uh, on the spot. I would say my dad. Man, I would say my dad just put in the tr- just talking about being honest and just how important that is. Like as a young kid, like instilling in me just tell tell the truth at all costs. I mean, even even when. You know, it's it's hard to tell the truth. You got you got to tell the truth, and you just you always know. Everyone knows what the truth is all the time. You don't have to. Oh, yeah. You don't have to keep up with anything when you're telling the truth. And morally and ethically, it's you can't go wrong. And I feel like it's being honest and telling the truth is always always helped. That's definitely good advice. Question two: Give me the biggest mentor you've had. You're you're firing off some uh, some good ones today. That's what I'm here for. Whew. Billy Godwin. Um, oh yeah, has been a staple in my life for a really long time as a ba- as a baseball coach, but also like as a friend and. I just remember him taking me in when he didn't have to, when I was, I mean, I didn't know anyone. I didn't have anything that 
could really benefit him at the time. He was the head coach at East Carolina, and he's inviting me over his house, grilling out, and I'm going up to East Coast Pro, and him and Jeff Johnson are letting me sleep on his floor, and I don't have a pot to piss in. And then I look at, I look up 18 years later. I mean, he calls me all the time, just asks me how my family is. But then I remember he gave me a three ring binder of every practice plan that he ever ran in his life. And my guy mm. was, I went into East Carolina just back in the early days we were playing there and he had this three ring binder open and I'm like, what is this? And he's like, this is every practice plan I've ever had. Calls his secretary in there and says, Hey, make, make a copy for this guy, everything that's in here. And when I left the stadium that night, I had a copy of everything. I mean, just, just, just little things like that. But then, just from a baseball perspective, I would say he's he's right up there, man. He's 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 if he's not at the top of the list, he's he's um he's there. He's one of the top. Well, we we appreciate everything he's done for you and. Everything you've done in return. So if question two is the mentor, of course, question three has got to go, hey, let's say let's say the Mets hire you tomorrow and take you away uh, from the Canes. Give me the best up-and-coming guy in your profession that you would uh, – that would be in – you wouldn't necessarily – you don't have to be your first choice to replace you, but he's on the table as the young guy that's up-and-coming to, uh, to change the landscape of travel baseball. Uh, well, first of all d- – I'm not Dan Gitson, man. I mean, he's my age. You know, we're we're the same age. Yeah, yeah. And without him, we aren't where we are today. No shot. And I think we work really good together. So you take one of us away from the other. Well, let's say the Mets hire both of y'all. Yeah. Okay. Good question. All right. Now, now we're now we're. I just want the best. Yeah. I want to. I want to use this thirty seconds to highlight the best up and coming guy. However you want to word it that we can in our profession right now. Man, up and coming. I mean, in-house, we've got a guy named Anthony Burke who's running Pro 5 who I would – I think he's got a chance to do something in this in this profession for sure, and he's super young. You know, as far as, like, outside the organization, like, I, I really got to kind of think on that, like, to see – Guys that are young, young, that are doing it. I mean, obviously, clearly, Chase, there's somebody, right? I mean, there's there's somebody that's 25 that we're going to look up in 10 years, and they're going to be – It'll be a problem. Oh, oh, it'll be a problem sooner than that, but you're really going to look up in 10 years, and they're going to be established. I I don't know who that is. Maybe you do, and you remember – I've seen some of these other startup organizations and quite frankly, a couple of them just aren't doing it the right way. And I, I think that they're going to be, oh, you know, but you start, I start thinking about all, almost all the people that I respect in this industry. I can name them off probably. And, you know, shit yourself, uh, Joe Caruso, uh, Mark Guthrie, Reichman, Andy Parton, oh, yeah. Andy Parton, John Pano, uh, Mark Mike Garcia Parra. I mean, you start you start naming the, you know Brad Boris with Team Elite. I'm, I know I'm forgetting some close friends. Uh, obviously, Andy Burris with Five Star. Just it. There's what are all these people have in common? They're, they're a little older. So oh, I don't yeah. know, man. That's a good one. That's a good question. I don't, have, I don't know if I have an answer. Well, and as a whole, you know, just to clarify, we'll have we'll have different guests on. We'll have, you know, we've had lawyers. We've had a preacher. We've had some different people. And I just like to, you know, we like to highlight, you know, young guys never feel appreciated. So sure. we just try to, you know, we just try to make sure we know that, um, you know, we know that guys are uh, doing what they need say to do. This. There's some really good ones in our program. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, that, that, that could pass the torch on. For sure. Well, um, outside of my I'll organization, let you, I'll let you, you know, I'm not sure. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, and when you have the the stature that you do, you got to be politically correct. So I'll give you a little, uh, I'll give you a little uh, pass on me not letting you know the question ahead of time. You just can't throw out any name. 
and put the stamp on them. I, 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 get, where, I get where you're going. But number four, give me your personal and professional goals for 2023. Okay. Personal, um, I just want to be the best father and husband I can be, man. Uh, I've got a nine-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son and a three-year-old son, and I just want to be the best I can for them and, you know, have a healthy relationship with my wife and uh, grow in my faith. You know, that's those three things are the most of, of, of utmost importance. Um, professionally, man, I just I want to see this facility that we've opened, you know, stay on its feet and 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 the academy get off get off the ground and continue to do that the right way. And just, you know, Canes baseball and dynamic baseball, I just want to continue to see them, you know, go down the road we've been going for years and just sustain it. It's hard to sustain things. I mean, you can get to a certain place mm. and, and and sustaining it is difficult. Uh, it's just it's really hard. I mean, I'm not trying to compare us to Alabama football or New England Patriots when they were winning the Super Bowls and stuff like that, but I think people expect us to just win Atlanta and win Jupiter and, you know, win all these events and one of the best teams I ever had didn't even get a pool play in those events. So just sustaining the success is a, it's a difficult thing. We just want to continue to try to do that. Well, you're at that weird part of, you don't want to let nobody down before you either. I mean, I'm assuming the worst thing could be is, you know, when somebody goes, well, back when I played, the Canes were this. You know, yeah, you're on a run right now where you want to keep it. You want to keep it to, you know, just keep it even par, man. Even par would be a lot of wins for you guys. Yeah, just exactly. Um, just try to keep it going down a good path, sustain it. Moment of moment of moment of truth number five, man. I, I started this podcast to change, you know, be a part of change and help change the world anywhere I can. You know, I want to help change, inspire, motivate. Um, getting older is a weird thing. You know, you're old enough to know better. You, uh, you're old enough to see kids who should know better that aren't doing better. And if anybody's listening to this, obviously you got a huge uh, following. And um, just anybody listen to this, man, just kind of want to end it with, you know, whatever, uh, you know, your kind of outlook or your input is on how we all can do better and, and be a part of change and leave this place better than we found it. Yeah, so I think being honest with yourself and everyone around you, is going to be one of the core principles that you know you need to to have. It that's number one. I mean, youth the the youth out there, especially the dynamic of the people we're around. I think picking your friends is a huge thing, man. Uh, you know, there's that old saying: "You're the average of the five people you hang out with." The most. Oh, yeah. So look around, like who are you hanging out with? Like if you're hanging out with a dope head, or you're hanging out with someone that you know is making bad decisions, you know you're guilty. You're guilty. I mean, so it's you need to ask yourself what your goals are, and then are you really making decisions on a daily basis to achieve those goals? And that's everything from the moment. Right when the moment you wake up until the moment you go to bed, like all day long, what you're doing, like what are you what what are you eating? What are you what is your workouts look like? Who who's help like what is your routine with everything you're doing? All the way down to who you're hanging out with socially. Are you getting enough sleep? I mean, all those decisions have to be thought of if you want to achieve things at a high level. Um, that's my thoughts. It, the thought of just rolling out of bed and achieving things it how many people are going to get, not many people are going to do that, man. I don't think. Well, even if they do, they're not going to live up to their potential. Unfortunately. That, there you go. Bingo. You just hit the nail on the head for sure. Well, Jeff, I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, I wish pro five and, and the Canes nothing but, Success this summer. Hopefully, we won't have to play you guys. I want to play. Um, I want to play. I want to play stay. you, man. I, I'll, I'll be happy to dodge you. I'm good with that. 
Some well, I appreciate that's that's the best compliment I've ever sure. got. Uh, you know, somebody said you you think you can win USA, and I was like, no, I, ain't no way. I mean, we I, game one we're gonna have to play Canes, and game two we'll have to play, you know, somebody. I mean, I was like, we'll be lucky to have a winning record, but now no, I, so. I, I think we're in a lot of the same. I think we're in a lot of the same events. So hopefully, hopefully we'll both have some success. Maybe we'll just meet. In the there finals. you go. It'll be be good for go. That'd be great. Um, but like I said, man very, very appreciative for our friendship and Same. kind of what you mean to me. And we love, we love you guys over there. And if I can ever help in any way, please let me Same, know. Same man. Same. I appreciate you having us. Right. I appreciate it, Jeff. Good luck. Thank y'all you. Too.